just before I share the foundation and the run the rundown for today's broadcast, let me allow uh, a point of privilege, if you will. You should know that today is the first day of national syndication for this program, and I could not be more grateful or more humbled. A special shout out to WBOK, 1230 AM, and all the good people in New Orleans who are the first to hear this program in national syndication. There are additional stations uh, coming online later this week and more stations uh, onboarding this program after Labor Day. But history will record that WBOK, 1230 AM, in the Big Easy, was the first Tavis Smiley affiliate And I, of course, am eternally grateful. Of course, national syndication would not be possible without the support of my home team here in Los Angeles, KBLA Talk 1580. Well, this program is made fresh daily in Lemert Park. All that said, and before I get emotional, a good show on tap for you today in our second hour. Filthy rich politicians, the swamp creatures, latte liberals and ruling class elites cashing in on America. We will talk with Matt Lewis of the Daily Beast about his provocative new book, A Takedown of the Political Elite Running Amok These Days in Washington. That's in hour two. In our third hour, two conversations. Up first, America is in the midst of a dangerous trend for election disinformation as we open the 2024 presidential election season. We will talk at the top of our three with the CEO of Vote.org, Andrea Haley, about the crucial role tech platforms play in shaping our political discourse and the outsized impact they may have this time around on the integrity of our democratic electoral process. On the B side of our three, a conversation with our resident physician, Dr. Robert Drummond, about a new report which reveals that black folk are more susceptible to heat stress-related deaths than any other fellow citizens amidst these excessive heat warnings and advisories. I declare if it ain't one thing, it's another. Uh, what are black folk to do during this global boiling era on the backside of our three? In this first hour today, though, all that said, two more conversations on the B side of this hour. Another African country has been taken over in a coup d'etat, sparking international outrage once again. On Friday, a military general appeared on state television announcing himself as the new leader in the African nation of Niger. Ambassador Charles R. Stith is the founder and board chair of the African Presidential Leadership Center and joins us on the backside of this hour. That said, let's commence today's program talking politics with our regular contributor, the towering public intellectual and famed civil rights lawyer, Connie Rice, who I'm always thrilled to be in dialogue with. Connie Rice, how are you today? Hey, Tavis, congratulations. My goodness, that's wonderful. Syndication. Hey, go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fabulous. No, that's, that's what I always say to you, go. Uh, but I no, I appreciate that. It's um, It's been a couple of years since we got this station off the ground, and I'm just so delighted that we are now uh, pushing toward national syndication. And just delighted uh, that New Orleans, uh, WBOK, 1230 AM, and other stations coming online this week, and as I said, after Labor Day, taking this program across the country. It's, uh, it's something to be humbled by, and I, uh, I uh, uh, am misty <laughs> just thinking about it. Um, but thank you for those kind words. I appreciate it. Let me jump right into our conversation. I'm so delighted that people around the country now will hear your voice uh, and your insights, which I know they're going to be <laughs> empowered by. Uh, so much on my docket right now. Let me start with this. Um, Jack, Jack Smith, of course, special counsel, uh, brought three new felony charges against Donald Trump last week. Um, still all the talk. I haven't heard your take on it before we get to our breaking news today. Your take on these three new charges, uh, Connie Rice. 
Hey, listen, we're playing. Is this? Are we playing indictment bingo here? <laughs> <laughs> the former president is racking up felony counts the way Beyonce react, racks up Grammys. Mm. You know. So, so here's the deal. Those of us who are indictment junkies, all ten of us around the country on Friday, we're waiting for another indictment from Jack Smith. But we thought it was going to be about the January sixth. Uh, uh, insurrection, incitement, the violent mob that, that, that ran over the Capitol on January 6, mm-hmm. 2021. And we thought that indictment was coming down. Instead, what came down were additional charges. And, and, and get this, three days after the, we're back to the documents case. We mm-hmm. go back to Mar-a-Lago with the, with the boxes in the bathroom and he stuffed his plane full of stolen war plans and nuclear secrets and just ridiculous. Anybody else would be in prison by now. And he stored them in his pool house, in his bathroom, his ballroom. It's just ridiculous. He refuses to hand the documents back for 18 months. Feds come down on him. And three days after the Florida grand jury slapped a subpoena on Trump, the stable genius decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to get my butler and my janitor, my groundskeeper, to destroy the server, Tavis. Destroy the server. So these counts are about a, a conspiracy to destroy the evidence that proves that he knew he shouldn't have had the documents and tried. They lied. He got his butler and his uh, groundskeeper to lie to the FBI. Mm. And so these three bumpkins are in a, in a, in a Pink Panther-like conspiracy to destroy the evidence. And you remember... He was talking about Hillary Clinton ought to be locked up for just having a legal mm-hmm. server at home. Mm-hmm. He's talking about actually blowing up and destroying the server. And then he ordered his janitor and his butler to move the boxes. And they're on videotape. But they couldn't get the other uh, employees at Mar-a-Lago to destroy, the, you know, to, to lie about it. And but- so now these three indictments have come down and said, not on top of the 30 that you had, mm-hmm. now you've got a conspiracy to obstruct. And Tavis. They're in tunnels with flashlights under Mar-a-Lago and meeting in bushes, whispering to one another about how they can destroy the service. Let you me, know, I'd say it's a bad mob movie, mm-hmm. but it would be an insulter to mobsters. <laughs> let me let me come to that point. Well, in a moment, when we come forward, I got some questions I want to ask you about that, and there's some other breaking news we'll get to as well. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. I guess right now is Connie Rice. Let's get back to more of Tavis Smiley right now. So, Connie uh, Rice, these uh, these three additional felony indictments um, mean exactly what? I mean, it it seems that this case, um, based on what we knew prior to these uh, uh, announcements on Friday, was already a slam dunk. And I say slam dunk, recognize I'm talking about Donald Trump. Nothing seems to be a slam dunk with Donald Trump. But this case, my point is the case was pretty solid already. These three additional felony charges on Friday do what to this case um, as you see it? I think the most significant thing about it in terms of the case is that the the, char- the additional charge against Trump's behavior mm-hmm. is about the waving around of that document. He's on the tape showing it to the publishers, the, the people who write Mark Meadows' book. He's at Bedminster, his other golf club up in New Jersey, and he's on tape talking about, look, 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 I would have had to declassify. I, could, I used to be able to declassify this. That was supposedly a document, top, top secret document about Iranian what what this country would do if it attacked Iran. So we're talking about war plans. This is in the category of stealing nuclear secrets. This third indictment, these three charges include proof that the prosecutor has that document and he's charging uh, Trump in connection with that specific document. But, but Tavis, you bring up a really good point, which is what's the significance of all of this? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I kind of jokingly go about this. 
uh, because you got to try to make it interesting. But the real significance of this is that we're in a war for the rule of law. And for African-Americans, that sounds kind of strange, because it's like Richard Pryor said, when you talk about criminal justice, it means just us. Mm -hmm. And you've got Michelle Alexander writing her brilliant book on the new Jim Crow about mass incarceration, mass stop and frisk. They're just new versions of plantation containment. And and when you look at how the criminal justice system does not deliver justice for African-Americans and poor people in this country, you wonder why would you fight to save a system like that? Well, the reason to fight for it is that it's in a frame of due process, basic human rights, procedural rights. The aspirational framework, just like our Constitution, is what African-Americans have fought for for 400 years since slavery began. And so this is the latest battle. Now, rule of law means you're protected from a president deciding one day he wants to sick the IRS on you, wants to sick the Justice Department on you, wants to take your company. If you live in a dictatorship. There's no rule of law. That's why we have to fight for the rule of law. And we're now facing a proposition where you've got a former president who has issued a nuclear war de- declaration on the rule of law. The, the constitutional process that we have lived under and under which, Tavis, we fought and clawed our way out of slavery. Mm. Without that framework, we can't protect African-Americans. We can't protect ourselves. So forget about whether you like Biden. Forget about, you know, I'm not a Democrat. I sue Democrats for a living. <laughs> I, it's not about whether, it's not whether, we, you know, this is, you're not choosing a nail polish color here. We're in a war to preserve a framework that, that holds the promise for our survival. And it ain't about who you like. It's about you got to battle back these crazy MAGA extremists who have decided that violence is, is okay political speech. They think that it's okay to take a gun and scare people away from the ballot box. They think it's okay to take African-Americans out of the electoral process altogether with everything from four-hour lines to getting rid of our drop boxes to making sure the districts are gerrymandered so we can't vote for people we want. They're, they're, this, is, this isn't just a, a war on democracy. This is a war on African-Americans. It is a war to erase African-Americans from the political, educational, every arena, every arena we're in. It's now rolling back all of the stuff we fought for for 400 years. That's the significance of these cases is that they're, 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 they're one sub battle arena for the war to preserve the constitutional framework. And I, I don't know whether that makes any sense whatsoever, but it's, it's why do you keep bringing this up to have it? You're absolutely right to focus on these cases because if a former president can, can steal nuclear secrets, and pay no price, mm. we have no rule of law. Yeah. So we were talking uh, moments ago about these uh, new felony charges that were uh, announced on Friday uh, in um, the case with uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and over the same weekend, uh, Fannie Willis, uh, down in Fulton County, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, the DA there, a black woman, um, said the following to an NBC affiliate in Atlanta. Uh, she was at a back-to-school event uh, as DA in Fulton County, and um, she said to uh, the NBC affiliate there, the work is accomplished. We've been working for two and a half years. We're ready to go. 
Uh, we're told that she's asked a judge uh, to not schedule in-person trials or hearings the weeks of August 7th and August 14th. And that gives you some sense of when this thing is going to drop. But uh, Connie Rice, Fannie Willis says she's ready to go in Atlanta. Listen, she's ready to go. She's what on fire and ready to go, right? <laughs> Fired up and ready, ready to go. Ready to go, yep. So uh, this is where the indictment bingo card comes. So you've got the Georgia election interference case, which is uh, Prosecutor Fannie Willis's case, and that's about where you know Trump's on the phone talking about I just need eleven thousand two hundred seventy eight mm-hmm. votes, you know, <laughs> to 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 take Biden out. Let, 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 you know, help me here, help me here, help me help me steal this Georgia election. So her case is a state case. We've got, you know, indictment bingo. We've got the election interference case in Georgia. We have the January 6th insurrection case. We have the classified documents case in Mar-a-Lago. We have the hush money case uh, for porn stars that was, that was used to uh, uh, undermine elections in New York. So those are the four major cases. The Georgia case is a state case. And it's important because... If if he is convicted on these Georgia election interference cases and she files it as a RICO, as a big conspiracy case that goes across states, it wasn't just in Georgia. He had fake electors and trying to get steal votes, trying to bully the secretary of state into giving him 11,000 votes. This was a whole conspiracy across the country mm. to steal the election from from Biden. And the insurrection was what he triggered after all that failed. So if, if, if Prosecutor Willis nails this and convicts him and Trump gets elected president, he can't undo this conviction mm. through being president. He can't pardon himself on this. He can't overturn it. He can't force the DOJ to pull, pull the cases, which is what he's going to do if he wins in the presidency. So this case is a state case. It is, it's extremely important, but the most important cases are the federal January 6th insurrection, and the classified docs case. So let, let me come back to the point you made just now. That's why I love um, your brilliance in breaking this stuff down for us. So we're, we're keeping our eye mostly on these federal cases. Jack Smith is you know, sucking all the oxygen out of the room with, with the aggressive way he has gone after Donald Trump, and ain't nobody mad about that. But you make the distinction that this case in, in Florida – uh, in, uh, in Georgia, rather, is a state case. And if he is elected president, we'll come to that in a little bit later in this conversation. Uh, there's some new poll data out this morning I want to get into. Um, but if he, in fact, is e- elected president, because this is a state case, if he is elected but found guilty in this case, that means what? If he's if he's found guilty in this case, I I still don't think that a state is going to try to put a former president in jail. I'll believe it when I see it. That's why I'm asking you exactly. But, yeah. But I really I I I I don't see it. And I actually would see the Republican controlled uh Georgia uh government. Uh their 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 legislature is controlled by they have a Republican governor. Sure. And I could see them. They've already attacked uh prosecutor Willis. They tried to take the case away from her. They tried to take the investigation away from her and shut her down. I think that would happen before they put Trump in prison. But the thing of it is, if a Georgia jury finds him guilty, mm-hmm. he can't overturn those Got convictions. It. That, right. that I think, is pretty clear. But, but do I think that the state of Georgia, which is controlled by the GOP, which is now captured by a cult, uh, they have actually signaled that they, w- they wanted to shut her investigation down. 
do you really think that the Georgia-controlled governor's office and the Georgia-controlled legislature is going to allow him to be sentenced? Yeah. I that that that's way down the road. That's assuming she can nail this case. Mm-hmm. But if he gets convicted of RICO, I mean, vast conspiracy charges, that that requires imprisonment. So. We'll see, Tavis. Let's, yeah. let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But you bring up, as usual, you bring up the salient question. No, I, 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 I hear you. Um, but it's just fascinating for me. I and mean, you, you know the law better than I ever will. Uh, but fascinating that he could, in fact, pardon himself is he, if he's elected on these other charges. But on this one case in the state well, of he'll Georgia, try. yeah, he'll try to pardon. He'll yeah. try, and it'll go up to the Supreme Court, which has also got you know MAGA sure. folks on it. So, sure, sure. so you know, you know, it, it anything's possible. Yep. Anything's possible now. All yep. the old rules are out. Yeah. All right. All of that said, and I, and I want to do it in that order. I want, I wanted to start with what happened on Friday uh, with the, the federal case uh, and Jack Smith. I wanted to go into the weekend uh, with the news that Fannie Willis made that she's ready to go in Fulton County, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I want to go in that direction to get to this point, which will not surprise you because we've talked about it um, ad infinitum, it seems, ad nauseum. Um, but there's a new poll out today from The New York Times. And let me just read the headline. Trump crushing DeSantis and GOP rivals. Trump crushing DeSantis and GOP rivals. He is 37 points ahead of the person closest to him, which is Ron DeSantis. Uh, Trump, 54 percent. DeSantis, 17 percent. You saw Trump on the stage in Iowa. He didn't hold back going in on Ron DeSantis. But with all the stuff we've just discussed, uh, Connie Rice, he is still, still crushing everybody in this race. Every indictment gives him new poll points. (laughs) (laughs) The more they indict him, the more the GOP goes down the rabbit hole. Travis, what did I tell you? You keep asking me, is he going to be the nominee? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? Look, look, look. Let's let's check the frame. Check the frame. Check the frame. frame, Okay. 75% of GOP voters say the violent insurrection was okay. They say that Trump was just defending his election loss that they think is unfair. 56% of Republican voters say that the classified documents case, Trump was okay to do what he did there. So if you have a major political party, the majority of the voters for whom think that stealing nuclear documents, nuclear secrets, stealing war plans, Anybody else did that, it would be considered treason. If you think that treason, violent insurrection, and as he said, we might have to eliminate the Constitution, if you think that's okay, we are in a frame of a major party of an authoritarian autocratic movement that is white nationalist, Christian nationalist, and basically authoritarian dictatorship oriented. That's the war we're in. So they're going to nominate him, as he said, I could, Trump said, he told us, mm-hmm. you know, he told us, if I shoot somebody in broad daylight on Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. my voters won't even blink. And that's what we're seeing. So understand, this is not about a, a normal political election. Yeah. This is about fighting a cult. Yeah. i got two minutes left here. Um, another story out today in the Washington Post, uh, which uh, declares that Democrats, this is the headline, Democrats worry their most loyal voters won't turn out for Biden in 2024. Not a lot of time to get into the details, but there is concern on the left um, uh, in the Democratic Party that their voters aren't going to turn out at, at the level in the way that these Trump sycophants will, in fact, turn out, Connie. 
Well, if they want David Duke to be the Secretary of State, they can stay home. <laughs> you know, once people real, you know, you got to show people what's at stake. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, Biden should talk about he has an incredible record. People don't want anybody that old in office. But here, here's here's the choice, folks. This ain't about picking your favorite, you know, the BET star. Okay, mm. this, you know, this is about whether you're going to have a white nationalist who is un, who's totally unhinged and un, unrestrained right now back in the White House. Try that on for size. And then you know, they'll come, we'll, we'll come to our senses. We, you know, it's, it's, it's not about the choice you want. It's about the choice that's in front of you. So let, let's see once we have a criminally indicted, uh, you, know, you know, twice impeached, felony indicted, you know, sex, liable for sexual assault, you're going to have that man in the White House. I don't think so. I think the country uh, isn't going to go off that cliff. So let's see. I understand people are nervous about Biden, but um, he's the only one who's ever beat Trump, and we can't afford to to place a bet on any other horse right now. Yep. And are you still not surprised um, that uh, none of his um, none of the persons running against him for the GOP nomination have demanded or insisted that he insisted that he get out of the race? Well, one has Asa Hutchinson. I mean, Asa, Hutchinson yeah, sure, has. Sure, sure, sure. yeah, he's got two percent support. Yep. And you saw what happened to Will Hurd at at at, at whatever uh, uh, GOP confab they were at. He almost got booed off the off the stage. There mm-hmm. were some people who clapped when he said, "We can't have a convicted felon running for 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 president for our party." And he got booed off the stage. They want a convicted felon as long <laughs> as he's white and a, and a Christian nationalist. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Connie Rice, uh, brilliant civil rights lawyer, uh, just again, a towering intellectual, and who better to start uh, the first day of syndication for this program uh, with than Connie Rice. Connie, good to have you on. Thanks for your, your insights, and we'll do it again soon, I, I promise you. Thanks, and congratulations again. I appreciate you. When we come forward, more of Tavis Smiley.